thanks for all your positive feedback. We initially began this podcast on a six episode trial. So the question now is, should we keep it going? If you would like to keep listening to Conversations with Christian Women, keep listening at the end of this episode to hear how you can have your say and let us know what you think. Now last month, my good friend Belinda Whitfield visited Brisbane. And so after a lovely catch up, I turned the microphone on and asked her all about one-to-one ministry. She's a bit of an expert and has lots of great things to say about this topic. Unfortunately, we were sitting by her in-law's pool, and so for most of our conversation, there's the noise of the pool filter going in the background, making some of the questions a little bit hard to hear. But don't worry too much, you can clearly hear Belinda's answers, and they are definitely the important part of this podcast. You may also be pleased to know that I've been doing a bit of research into better recording and uh, better recording techniques and equipment. So hopefully, if we keep it going, you will hear some improvements in the sound quality of the Lydia project. All right, let's move on to the conversation. Well, Belinda, it's great to be here with you, and I better take off my jangly bracelet. That could get <laughs> good. Yes. So Belinda and I have been in a little prayer group for nearly twenty years now. And it's so exciting to have you here in Brisbane. And one thing I really want to talk to you about today for the Lydia Project is one-to-one ministry because I've always been encouraged at how faithful and persistent you've been at it and I think you're really good at it. And I've just got a whole lot of questions to ask you about it. Okay. Um, So tell me, when were you first introduced to -to one-to-one ministry concept? Yep, so I remember in first year uni, in about the middle of the year, the MTS staff worker who was working with our course at uni um, asked me if I would meet with her one-to-one and read the Bible and I thought why does she want to meet with me by myself is there something wrong with me or you know what is going on what is this strange thing she wants to do with me but I said yes and I soon found out that it was a great thing to meet one-to-one and read the Bible and she taught me a lot of things during that time Shall I talk about what they were? (laughs) Okay. So I remember especially, I think this was in Bible study as well at uni, as well as one-to-one. I would, you know, we'd be talking about a passage from the Bible and she would ask a question and I would give an answer looking in the air. And she would say to me, where is that from in the Bible, Belinda? And I'd say, oh, 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 okay. And um, she taught me that when I was studying the Bible, I needed to look at the Bible and actually give my answers to questions from the Bible. And so... I think that's been hugely formative in my Christian life as a whole and with one-to-ones in particular. Yeah, because mm. it's a bit more obvious in a one-to-one that you're doing that yes. rather than in a big group. Yes, that's right. Perhaps, yeah. yeah, and I think I was answering questions from my general understanding of things rather than from the passage we were looking at. And yeah. so the answer I was giving might have been true, but it wasn't actually the answer that this passage was was indicating. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and so I am guessing that pretty soon after you had been meeting with your trainer, she then suggested that you start meeting with other people. Yes, this is what Can happened. Can you remember how you felt before you asked the first oh, person gosh. that you asked to do it with you? Yeah, not really. I think, I mean, I think I always even still feel a little bit, I think when I'm asking, even now when I'm asking people who are sort of solidly on board with Christian things to meet with me one-to-one, I think they're probably going to say yes and not think it's too weird. Yep. But recently I asked a woman who is probably only just Christian and it was a little bit more, you know, that kind of, oh, what will she think about this? Will she think this is a good idea or will she think it's a bit weird? Yeah. And as it turns out, we've had a great time together. But 
yeah, there is that sort of apprehension about what people will think of the idea and whether they'll want to do it with you, I suppose, in the end. It's kind of, it's quite a personal thing to ask people in some ways. Um, And, you know, yeah, you you kind of put yourself on the line a bit. Mm. Has anyone ever said no? I don't think so. I can't, yeah, I can't really remember. I mean, there's been people I've met with for periods of time and then we've agreed to stop for whatever reason. But, yeah, yeah. Mm. How many women do you reckon you have mm. with over the years? You've probably never tried to... I think there would have been two or three at uni who were sort of younger than me. Yeah. Then there were probably four-ish maybe at the church I was at for a long time. And then there's been one to two through the college years. And then some MTS. Oh, there were stacks when I was doing MTS, probably yeah. five or six. Or maybe up to... Actually, maybe more like eight or nine yeah. over the two years. And then... At church for the last six years, I've met with maybe four or five different women, one-to-one at various points, I think. One of them for a long time. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so probably at least 20 women, maybe more. Yeah. 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 Over the last 20 years or thereabouts. Yeah. That's quite a lot. Yeah. And you've been doing it for a long time. Yes, I have been. I hadn't really thought about that, (laughs) but thank you. It is more than 20 years since I went to uni, so therefore I have been meeting one-to-one with women for more than 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, That makes me sound old and experienced, which I don't feel at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what... Okay, I've got to stop saying so. Mm -hmm. I'll start my questions, (laughs) but I'll try. Um, Well, before I get into the joys and challenges, Mm. how do you... Do it. Mm. Like it's obviously delightfully idiosyncratic because it sort of yes. depends on who you're meeting with and what your kind of particular desires are for that relationship. But basically, what's yeah. your kind of pattern? Yeah. So it does. I think it depends a little bit on who I'm meeting with and where they're at with Jesus. But really, the principles are the same for everybody. Um, I think I was taught really well to make sure we read the Bible every time and to pray. And so when I was reading, meeting to read the Bible with uni students at uni, you keep it to an hour. So that really does mean that as women, it, it can be a bit awkward sometimes. You have to almost cut the conversation off and say, OK, let's read the Bible now, because um, it's really easy otherwise not to get to the Bible. In a church context where often we've got one and a half to two hours, it's a little bit more relaxed. We've got a bit more time for chatting. Um, but generally, I'll meet with a person, we'll make a cup of tea together, sit down, catch up a little bit on the last week and then open the Bible to whatever book of the Bible we're reading at the time. And really that can be anything. God's word is powerful and active and it doesn't actually matter which bit you read, but it's certainly my practice to read through books with people. We read the passage out loud together. We pray first. We read the passage out loud together. Then we just kind of talk it through together verse by verse. If the person I'm meeting with hasn't read the Bible much before, I might ask more questions to help them understand it. If they're a person who has read the Bible a bit, we'll just talk about it together in a relaxed kind of way. There's no pressure to have all the answers. I've recently been reading through Zechariah and we've struggled. So we've used a couple of commentaries at points to help us a little bit. But despite our struggles, every week there has been something really clear about God. And so even when we don't understand all the details, we are still encouraged from God's word in that way, I think. And then we usually try and pray from the passage and for each other more generally. So, yeah, that's my habit and practice with people. Yeah, and, you know, obviously if there's some big crisis happening in their lives, we might spend a bit more time talking about that. But it would be a very, very rare occasion in a one-to-one where we didn't read the Bible together. Um, In fact, I'm not even sure if that's ever happened. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> I think that it's the word of God that changes us. So yeah. we need to read it. Yeah. And I'm, I know that for you that that's a decision because yes. sometimes it would be easy to yeah. slip into just chatting and catching yeah. up because you enjoy yeah. catching up yeah. with people. And yeah. And the people you meet end up becoming yeah, my friends. friends. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so how do you initially pick who to meet with? Like, say, <clears> you <throat> got to your church mm. now three, five years ago? Yeah, six years ago. Six years ago. Yeah. How did you work out who mm. you wanted to meet with? Yeah, so my husband was looking after evening church um, and there was no women's work or anything there. So I tried to work out who in that group of women were sort of leaders in different contexts and were there some of them available to meet with one-to-one and that kind of grew it didn't happen immediately as we got to know the group of people it became obvious who I should meet with one girl started doing year 13 so she was doing some study and some work at church and so we thought it'd be really good for me to meet with her in that context Um, another girl was doing MTS so I met with her both to read the bible and pray but also to do some ministry training with her Another girl, Matthew, was leading with at youth group for a couple of years, so I met with her one-to-one, which, again, turned out to be an absolute joy and pleasure. And then more recently, or no, not not just more recently, so I think there's sort of two groups of women I've met with one-to-one. It's been women who are involved in ministry in some way or potentially going to be involved in ministry in some way, so I want to encourage them and teach them how to do it and train them in that context, be able to pray with them through what they're doing. But then there's also women who are looking to find out more about Jesus. So I've met with them one-to-one because Bible study is not always the best option for them when they're new to things. And there hasn't been, there haven't necessarily been groups of non-Christians or new Christians reading the Bible in our church. So that's been a a one-to-one thing. Yeah, I think that's kind of it. In some ways, it's really dependent on who's available when it fits with what I'm doing. So... This year, I'm not meeting one-to-one with someone I have met with in the past because she's now working full-time and so we just can't... There's not a time that we can do it that works for both of us. Because at the moment, um, best time for you yeah, is during the school day. That's right. So yeah. the time for me now is during the school day when the kids are at school. Yeah. But, you know, we catch up occasionally on a Friday night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's kind of been, I guess, how I've worked it out over the years. Mm. Oh, that's helpful. Mm. So you touched on a couple of the joys for you. Mm. You become good friends with people. Mm. You're encouraged and... Yeah. Challenged, and obviously you, you're reading God's word, and that's yeah. a fabulous thing to have yeah. structured into your week. Yes. Is it normally weekly? Mm-hmm. Mm. And so, what are some yep. of the benefits that you see for <clears throat> the people that you're meeting up with? So, I think, yeah, I think it's hugely beneficial for me because I'm reading the Bible regularly with people, and that's obviously a benefit for them as well. I think it's it's good it's good when people are involved in ministry in your church. Um, for them to have someone to talk through with and pray with their struggles and joys as they minister the gospel. I've found it really encouraging meeting with the girls who are involved in ministry at our church because they're doing what I'm doing. Like, you know, we're all doing the same thing. And um, it's really encouraging to hear of the ways that God's at work amongst the girls that they're ministering to, which I would hear a little bit of, but not as much if I didn't if I wasn't in these relationships, meeting one-to-one with them. And it's unbelievably encouraging to meet with people who are new or not yet Christian, who have lots of questions and just want to find out more about Jesus. You know, one woman I meet with apologises for her questions all the time and I say, no, 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 I love your questions. (laughs) That's the best thing about this. It makes me think really hard. I can't just 
you know, I, I don't prepare for my meetings with her, but I do have to think really hard during them because she has some curly questions. And that's really good for me. I really enjoy that. Um, and I'm sure she presumably benefits from <laughs> the discussions that we have as she realises that I'm just trying to figure it out too and I don't have necessarily have all the answers. But with time and, you know, continuing to read the Bible, you do make progress with understanding it, you know. Yeah, it's you not, do. Yeah, and yeah, you, yeah. Have you found you've been able to see that in people that mm. have... I guess a bit like you did when you first started changed yep. the way you actually yes. read the Bible for what it is. Yeah, before. yeah, very much so. Um, I think the benefit for others as well has, like in, I'm just thinking of some people in the past. I know there was one girl I met with when I was doing MTS who I think looks back on those years as years where she was quite rocky as a Christian and she can see that having someone who met with her each week and read the Bible with her and prayed with her really helped her to stick with Christianity. Um, she's still Christian now, thank God. Yeah, so that's, you know, that's really encouraging. There's a couple of girls that I met with in the past who I don't necessarily would call, think, think would call themselves Christian anymore. That's really sad. Yeah, but I think in general it's a great way that God uses to grow us. Yeah. And that background noise is the neighbour coming his pool. Yes, indeed. <laughs> it seems that way. <laughs> Timing. Um, so what are some of the challenges mm. on the way? I think, I think some of the challenges are when people are a bit reluctant. So there's one girl I tried to meet with when I was doing MTS at uni and she really, she wasn't really that interested in the end, but it took me a while to figure this out. So, you know, we'd make meeting times and then she wouldn't come. So that can be quite discouraging. And it's, it's challenging sometimes to work out when to drop it and just say, okay, well, they're not interested right now. I don't need to pursue this anymore. And not, you know, you've got to be prepared to trust God with them at that point and keep praying for them and realise that if God wants to do his work, he will. And it's not up to whether or not you meet one-to-one with this person to make it happen. Yeah, and I think think one of the other challenges with one-to-one is working out, like you could meet with so many people, it's working out who to meet with, um, which as I've said already, I think partly depends on opportunity and time. And I think I've learnt not to worry about the people I can't meet with, but to you know, do what I can in that and um, make the most of those opportunities. But there's still that kind of, oh, but what if I met with this person? Wouldn't that be really good? And, you know, you just can't, you can't do it all. Um, so again, it's trusting God with people and not thinking that if I don't meet with them, then they'll never grow as a Christian because that's complete rubbish. Um, yeah, yeah. I think they're probably the main things. Yeah, I, I mean, overall, it is a joy and I love it. And yeah, I don't really have... I don't feel like I have very many negative thoughts about it at all. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. You're yeah. a good um, advocate for it. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I think I was just going to say one of the other things I think is really good about it is that you can do it in any context anywhere, which as women I think is really valuable because we go through different stages of life and sometimes we have bazillions of children at home and it's chaos. But a few years ago my friend taught me that you can still read the Bible together in that context. So we had... Four children between us at home I think when we first started and maybe we were down to two or three by the time we finished a couple of years later but we read the Bible with each other I think it was fortnightly or I can't remember if it was weekly or fortnightly and my goodness sometimes it was a complete disaster in terms of what we actually managed to read and talk about but it meant that we were both reading the Bible that day and we did get to know each other better over God's word and it means I think now that we sometimes we walk together every week at the moment and 
sometimes we'll just sit down and read the Bible together randomly after that because we've got that habit from the past. can do that with each other. One of the things we did was just read through big chunks of the Old Testament and not really talk about it that much, um, which kind of worked with the kids because we weren't trying to delve into something deeply and, you know, get all excited about it and kind of do lots of brain work. It was just to kind of let's read a big chunk, see what, what the big idea there is and then pray. We tried to be a little bit organised with what the kids were going to do during this time, but, you know, we had varying degrees of success with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah that's, yeah, that's inspiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the moment, one of the women I meet with has a four, five-year-old with her, and she loves to sit at the table with us and, you know, participate in the conversation, <laughs> which is pretty funny, but it's so exciting because not only am I reading the Bible with the mum, I'm also teaching the little one about Jesus as we read the Bible because she wants to read her Bible. And at the end, if there's time, I read her a Bible story from her Bible. And I never expected to have that opportunity in this context, but I do. And that is just amazing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And speaking of kids, Mm. is is one-to-one ministry a a framework that you think of with your kids or Mm. is it completely different? Yeah, I don't really think of it like that. But I think I use the same skills, for want of a better word, as I read the Bible with the children (laughs) one-to-one, funnily enough. Yeah, so if I'm reading the Bible with my kids by themselves, we read the passage, we talk about it, we pray about it. Um, So it's exactly the same as I do with an adult. It's usually much shorter. Yeah, so I guess reading the Bible with women has helped me know how to do that with my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon any Christian woman can be involved in this type of ministry, or do you think there's certain gifts that you need. Mm. No, I reckon this is a ministry for everyone. Mm. Now, I should recommend this really, really good book. Please do. So there's a book called One to One Bible Reading by David Helm. And if you're interested at all in one to one Bible reading, it's the book to get because it tells you how to do it. It just, it's really, it's a very short, clear, easy read. And more than half the book is taken up with appendices that give you ideas for how to actually tackle the Bible in a one-to-one context, which are not just useful in one-to-one, but in your Bible reading as a whole. So he'll tell you what to do, basically, yep. as you meet with someone. And so we'll link to that on the Facebook page. There you go. Okay. Tori will link to that <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, um, it's a really good book to get hold of if you're feeling at all interested in the idea but have no idea how to start because mm. it will just give you the guidelines of what to do and helps you know step by step how to go about it um so yeah. this, is a, this is a personal question yeah say you have the skills you have mm. to do it you feel feeling mm. time poor like i'm sure most people are and so you feel like you can really only pick one person yep and i just feel overwhelmed by choice yes by, it's a really intense thing to pick one person when you don't really know people super well mm. maybe if you've just arrived at a church mm. or whatever yeah how What's do you do your it encouragement there I think my encouragement would be to pray about, you know, who to meet with, but in the end, just pick somebody and get started. So trust, trust God in it that, you know, he'll pick the right, you'll, you'll pick the right person to meet with because he's in control. Um, and don't get too worried about the decision, I think, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think if you're reading the Bible together, God will work through that and it doesn't really matter who you're meeting with. Yeah, in some ways. Great yeah, advice. and if you've got limited time, and you really want, you really need to keep it to a certain period of time, then maybe schedule it in your day when there's some a definite end point, because one-to-one ministry with women can go on for hours if you want it to and have the time for it to do that. But if you don't, then schedule it so that you know it's you meet an hour and fifteen minutes before school pickup, 
um, or you meet two hours before school pickup or whatever so that you've got an end time in view. And I would advise, I think if you were meeting with a woman because she was going through a particularly difficult time or struggling with something in particular, that might be very wise advice at that point Mm -hmm. because you can spend unlimited amounts of time with women in trouble and you need to and it's good to do that. But if you're trying to meet regularly every week, you might not have the time for that to blow out every week. Mm. So, yeah, just have those... All the energy. Yeah, all the energy, that's right. And so have the have the foresight to put some of those boundaries in place, I guess. Mm. Yeah, rather than meeting at 9 o'clock in the morning with nothing else scheduled for your whole day. <laughs> <laughs> that could that could make it quite a, quite a burden. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do you see it as a replacement for Bible study? It sounds like it's really similar to... Yeah. No, not as a replacement. I think the advantage of one-to-one is that you can really get to know each other over the Word of God and be quite personal with each other about prayer points as time goes on, um, as the relationship develops naturally. But I think it's still good to be reading the Word of God with a group of women from your church, just because you want to know more than one person and you want to be reading the Bible with you know a group in that context. I think there's advantages to one-to-one Bible study sermons you know they're all good in their place um, I think they complement each other in many ways yeah I mean I think if you're looking for someone to read the Bible with one-to-one choose someone from your Bible study because you're already in that context with them and that would deepen and strengthen your relationship yeah and that would be a good place to start perhaps mm. any other advice <laughs> for people who are thinking this all sounds a bit fabulous I just want to get going yeah what else would you say um I think you could sort of approach it in a couple of different ways. You could look around your church for someone who's a bit younger than you, who you think would be encouraged by an older woman taking an interest in them, an older woman taking an interest in them in this way. And that would actually be um, a really good way to give shape to Titus. Yes, Titus 2, yeah. that's right. Or if you're feeling like you're struggling in life but would really value the opportunity to meet with someone regularly, um, maybe it would be good to try and look around for a peer or even an older woman, woman, if, you know, I think, you know, as younger women, sometimes it's hard to approach an older woman in this kind of, with this kind of idea. But, you know, what's the worst they can do? They can say no, and then you can try someone else. <laughs> it's not too terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, it might be that it would be good for you to meet with a peer for a few, you know, for a year or whatever, to just kind of help you with this particular issue that you're struggling with or whatever it might be um you'd value that opportunity to pray together and read the bible together yeah i love that bell because you know it'll only take a year to get over that issue yeah well you know even with your problems i do think that's another thing to say about one-to-ones i do think when you ask someone to meet with you you might want to say, let's meet for a term, let's meet for six months, let's meet for 12 months. You don't want to be making a lifetime commitment to each other necessarily because it is something that ebbs and flows and it's actually okay to stop meeting. You don't have to meet with someone you know, for the rest of your lives. Um, so in some ways, if you say at the beginning, let's meet for a term or six months or 12 months, that gives you both at the end of that period an option to say, let's stop now. Or you know, if you're meeting with a peer for 12 months just to get the idea and get the hang of it, then you can both agree, well, let's stop now with each other and find someone else and continue to multiply this yeah. way of reading the Bible. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. That's fabulous, Belle. I think okay. There. Good. Have you got anything else you want to say? Uh, I don't think so. I, I guess just I recommend reading the Bible one to one with other women. It's really good. And it, they can be older or younger. I don't feel like you've said that. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> just make sure it's out there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really, it's a great way of, 
um, ministering to people and, and yourself growing. Yeah, just take the plunge and start and then you'll find out along the way how good it is, I suppose. Yeah. Love it. Yep. Take the plunge. Well, as we're yes. sitting beside a pool yes. on a hot spring day yes. in Brisbane, take the plunge. Yeah. Okay. No worries. Thanks again for listening to another episode of The Lydia Project, Conversations with Christian Women. If you would like us to keep this podcast going, please let us know. You can leave us a message on the Facebook page. You could leave a comment on the Gospel Coalition Australia's page for The Lydia Project. Or perhaps most helpfully, you could head over to the iTunes store on your computer, search for The Lydia Project, scroll down to podcasts, click on The Lydia Project logo, and leave us a rating or a review. That would be fabulous. Go on, do it now. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And if you want to share the love, please tell your friends about this podcast so they can have a listen too. Thanks a million. Bye.